Kia ora e tihoa me te whanau. Welcome, friends and family, to the Candid Kiwi podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, and I am the Candid Kiwi. Kia ora and welcome to episode 11. In this episode, you are just with me. It's an odd number, so it's your odd Candid Kiwi stories. I'm going to talk to you about the sports that I've done over my life. This is not going to be a long podcast. It's only half an hour, so I'm super stoked about that. And maybe you will be too. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you're just in it to win it and you don't care how long it is. But this is going to be a shorter one. And so I introduced some sports that I play. Softball, basketball, grass hockey, netball, volleyball, yoga, mountain biking, hiking, climbing, paddleboarding. And talk a little bit about what that's meant to me and how much I appreciate those sports in my life. As well as some of the things that have stopped me from being able to progress in some of those sports because of my disorder that I have and so we dive into that like the tiniest tiniest bit I appreciate you being here I'm looking forward to you being able to listen to the sports that I've played and I give you a little bit of homework to look up some sports that maybe some Americans don't know about thanks for being here thanks for listening and let's go listen to the 11th episode Kia ora everyone. I try to do my own personal stories that go along with whoever my guest is going to be. I don't know if you guys get that, but for the most part, depending on who my guest is going to be, that's what part of my life I try to talk about. I don't know how long that's going to last and if it's going to work, but for now I try to make sure that I do my episodes in correlation with who my guests are going to be. I'm excited for my 12th episode, my sixth guest. I'll be meeting with her this week. With having Kyle before and with my guest coming up, they both have to do with sports and things that they learn during sports. And so for this episode, I decided that I was going to tell you the story of my sports and correlate that with some of the guests that I have had and are going to have. That's not to say that I won't have more people that are going to be doing sports, so I guess I'll have to figure out what else I'm going to talk to you guys about. I um, have lots of stories, so hopefully I'll continue to be able to share those with you guys. So in New Zealand, sports are a little bit different than what they are over here in the United States and maybe in other parts of the world. I know that every country has their sport, Um, For America, correct me if I'm wrong, it's American gridiron football and baseball. For New Zealand, it's rugby and netball and cricket. And then for Australia, they've got Aussie rules. They've actually got a ton of stuff in Australia. And then for England, they've got different stuff. Brazil, Japan, I mean... There's just like so many different sports that are introduced when you're little. So for me, the first sport that I played was softball. And softball is played by women and men. Over here, it tends to be a very female sport. Whereas in New Zealand, that's not the case. Everybody plays softball. My brother played softball and I played softball. And it was t-ball to begin with, just like how they play t-ball in America. 
except that's for baseball, not for softball. But I loved playing softball as a kid. And when I was, I don't know, maybe my daughter's age when I was 13, I played for a women's team. And I remember in this women's team, I was the first base because I didn't have a super good arm. And so I wasn't put out in the outfield. And first base is a pretty simple position. Uh, I don't want to offend any first professional first baseman out there, but I mean... It was it was a good, safe place for me to be in a women's team. And I used to cheer on the softball pitcher. She was this beautiful Māori woman, and she was hardcore. Like, after the games, they used to go drinking. And I don't know if I went with them. I doubt I did. I didn't go drinking with them, but they went and partied. Anyway, they were as rough as guts. Anyway, so... I used to play softball in their team and I remember this woman, when she would pitch, I would cheer her on and sometimes my voice would get sore and I'd stop cheering her on and she would stop the game and come over to me and say, hey, I need you to continue to cheer me on because with you cheering me on, I do better. And that really touched me because I didn't think, because she's this tough skinny Māori lady who would have punched any dude in the face and she didn't seem as if she needed any encouraging but for whatever reason she really liked my encouragement and that made me feel good and so I always made sure that I encouraged her every pitch. That was pretty awesome. I also played basketball. I had a lot of aggression growing up. I think the more and more therapy I do, the more I realize that I have, I didn't start off, I always thought I was just born angry and I wasn't born angry. I was born innocent and I was born beautiful and I was born just a child with big eyes and a big heart and with a little bit of therapy that I've been doing, I've realized that even though we're born with certain personalities, I think the fire inside me came because of various things that were happening uh, in my life and I slowly developed this fire more and more and more. So in basketball, basketball is a rough sport. If anyone's played it, they know. My daughter's just finding out now playing basketball and I did not shy away from throwing some elbows and getting rough in basketball. And you had to be tough. You had to bring it. And that I didn't mind at all. And sports really helped me, especially basketball and these rougher ones, really helped me to exert a whole lot of energy that I had, which I think helped me sleep better, helped me feel better mentally, and helped me do better. And all of the sports that I've played, I never was the best person. I wasn't the star player. I was good enough to be on the A team for most of the sports, but I wasn't anything to write home about, you know. And so I remember I thought I was pretty good. I was okay at basketball. And then I went to Church College New Zealand when I was a in my last year of high school. And I remember showing up at church college and playing a little bit of basketball, just, you know, just casual basketball, just on the courts and get my world rocked. I thought 
I knew what rough basketball was. And when I was just casually playing basketball with those girls from the North Island at Church College of New Zealand, I realised that it was a whole different level. And I stopped playing basketball down there because I wasn't good enough. They were amazing. Even the girls that didn't make it into the first, whatever the A-team is called. I know it's called something. I forget what it's called. But I stopped playing because I just wasn't... I thought I was rough, but I wasn't that rough. And I thought I was okay, but it was not good enough to be able to even warrant getting placement on the casual courts at church college. So that's when my basketball kind of stopped. But up until church college, I played basketball and I loved it. Unfortunately, when I was about 14, I was playing basketball and I hurt my knee and my knee's never been the same again. And so that sucks. I enjoy playing basketball and I enjoyed everything that came with that. I also played grass hockey. So over here they have ice hockey. In New Zealand we play grass hockey. And so basically the hockey sticks are the same but not. So they're a stick that you hold and you hit the ball on the ground but it's on the grass and then the hook is really short in comparison to the ice hockey hook. You can't even, you wouldn't even call it a hook on the ice hockey one. Look it up. Look up grass hockey stick and you'll see the difference between an ice hockey stick and a grass hockey stick and that's what I played with and I loved it we had a good time playing grass hockey that was really fun I also played netball in New Zealand so netball it's spelled N as in November E-T-B-A-L-L because no one over here in this country understands what I'm saying when I say I used to play netball they're like what net netball like they don't understand what I'm saying so I have to spell it out for people otherwise they get a confused look on their face and keep asking me what the hell I'm talking about so look it up look up on YouTube look up netball New Zealand is really really good at netball and the woman team the women's team is they're called the silver ferns and they're amazing you want to see some powerhouses, it's them. And I always thought my daughter, like I saw her out there playing basketball the other day and I was with my mate uh, Maria and we were talking about how Yuki would be really, really good at netball, really good. I used to play goal attack for netball and I loved it. And netball, all girls basically played netball growing up and so I was not good enough to be on the A-team. Like, only the stellar people got on the A-team, especially once you got to high school, and I never made it to the... I never made it to the A-team. I was on, like, maybe the D-team or something, or... But it was fun. I really like netball. And i tell you what a really fun sport is, is indoor netball, because then you can pass the ball around and it hits the side of the nets that are walls. And it's way fun. That's way fun. And so... Netball was an awesome sport to be able to play. Look it up. Look it up. You'll like it. I also played volleyball growing up and I had this really awesome Christian coach. He was like, should have been a yoga instructor. He was the sweetest man and he is the only coach that I remember having. And he stuck out to me and I loved volleyball. So when I ruined my knee in basketball, I couldn't really move too much and so I decided to play volleyball and see if my knee could do volleyball 
And so I did that for the rest of the high school. And I loved volleyball. Again, I wasn't the star player. I couldn't do a decent jump serve. I could just serve overhand. My spikes weren't lethal, but they were just what they were. And But I loved it. I loved it. And my daughter just started playing volleyball right now, and she loves it too. And volleyball is one of the sports that I played back in high school that I would consider joining a league for now in my old age of 43. If there's any leagues out there, I would uh, I would love to join and play in a team. I loved volleyball, but it couldn't be a serious team because I'm not, you know, I'm not exactly hitting like fast fast spikes or hard spikes or anything but I loved volleyball it was it was awesome and then when I had children and all of that stuff I just worked out at the gym I wasn't really doing any sports the thing about team sports when you're growing up is it's really hard to join another team sport when you're a mom with little kids because it's just difficult to be able to find time for yourself we should as mums, we totally should, absolutely, but I mean, it was hard. I was in a new country too, and so I didn't know the sports over here. I mean, there was no netball and grass hockey and you know what I mean, and so I just worked out at the gym. Then I found mountain biking, and I found mountain biking about maybe five or six years ago, maybe... Yeah, maybe six years ago. And I was introduced to it by my husband. He used to mountain bike. And, of course, he probably wanted me to do it with him. And I did it with him once when I was pregnant with my son and almost threw up. But my friend Jo Becker, she really, really, really wanted to do mountain biking and kept asking me if I wanted to do it. And I kept telling her no. And then finally she wore me down like she does. And... We went mountain biking and it was awesome and I've never looked back. I um, am slow on the climbing and I'm faster on the descent. I had a rough time when I first started doing it because I hated climbing. I hated the climbing. I just wanted to descend and I had to, after a couple of years, find a little bit of peace with climbing because in Boise you have to climb to descend and so I had to just work it out in my head and get over it. I realized that I loved the downhill and that it was something that gave me a rush. And it's funny, you know, guys, because I'm not really that kind of person I didn't think, but it turns out I am. Like I'm a little scared of heights and I don't like to cliff jump and I'm not interested in jumping out of planes and I don't want to wakeboard and so you would think that I wouldn't be that kind of person but you get me on a bike and you get me going downhill oh my goodness I love it guys I love it like to me mountain biking is therapeutic do you have anything that you're doing in your life right now that you that is therapeutic for you I know that moving our bodies is healthy for us whatever that looks like whatever that looks like and for me mountain biking is so symbolic for so many things for me because and the climb the climb is always brutal for me it never gets easy I just try to listen to stories usually podcasts help keep me company and 
I have to pump myself up to be able to go sometimes because I'm just not good at it. You know what I mean? And But when I get to the top and when I start descending, everything falls away and I forget the climb. Isn't that interesting? And just the rush and the accomplishment when I come down something that I couldn't before and mountain biking has a lot of learning that I can do. I've also crashed a lot, which I've talked about, but I've also been through, I'm on my third bike and this one's it. Like I've been through, well, it's my fourth bike. Well, I, it's my third mountain bike. My first bike I just used just to, my normal bike, just to get out there and have fun on and I have fun on it. And But this bike that I have now is, I think it's it. Her name is, my first bike that I had was a a Specialized 29er and her name was Phoenix. And I called her Phoenix because, like me, she was rising from the ashes and doing something new. That's what I felt. So you can laugh at that, but I always believe that you name what you love. And I loved that bike. And that bike took me to a lot of really cool places and got me a lot of trophies on Strava. It's this app called Strava, which I was a total jerk for a long time on Strava and that was my aggression and my competitiveness coming up because I wanted trophies and so I was kind of a jerk to people on the foothills and then I got my next bike and her name was Lady Fury and she was a transition and she was a 26er and she was a fantastic descender but not as good of a climber and she was amazing as well and we had a lot of good times with her and now I have a Yeti 27.5 and her name is Ahi and Ahi is fire and Māori and she is everything that I could want and more she is amazing and I love her my goal this year is to bike a thousand miles on the trails and it's going to be hard and my butt's sore but and I'm slow my girlfriend Jobeka she still mountain bikes and we have this trail around here called Homestead and it's a brutal climb and she just went out the other day and she did it in 30 minutes and I did it her first ride of the year and I did it in 40 minutes so that can give you a little bit of comparison of uh, how useless I am in comparison to my friends but it's not about comparing right it's about us just getting out there moving and doing what we feel we need to do to make us feel happy and healthy and Mountain biking is my thing, you know, but it's hard and I don't like to be cold, you know. So the other day I was heading out on a mountain bike ride and it was really hard for me to get motivated to get out because being cold paralyzes me. I hate being cold. Can I just put that out there? But mountain biking takes me places, guys. It takes me to scenery. It takes me like some of the scenery that I've seen mountain biking has been breathtaking, like right now in the spring in Boise is my most favorite time mountain biking because the flowers come up, you can smell them and the grass is growing and when the wind is going on the grass you can see it like like waves in the sea and you just get to the top and you're mountain biking and if you just look up and look around it's so beautiful and it's just me and this beauty and these smells And then I get to the top and it's been brutal and then I get to descend. It takes me to a different place and that's what it's about, right? 
It's about being able to move our bodies but have enjoyment in that as well. And I've always been brought up with sports. Sports has always been something that has been ingrained in me and it saved me in a way. Well, I was poor and we didn't have much. If we had to play, if we had to pay for club sports, none of us would have played any sports. We were too poor. We were too poor. Thank goodness growing up, schools did free sports or our family would have been screwed because sports really saved us. And I believe that children that want to should be able to play sports. And I'm grateful for schools for still doing free sports. It's just so important. Well, it was important for this poor little girl growing up in New Zealand, that's for sure. Sports was something that helped me to learn how to play as a team, how to win, how to lose, and everything. I think sports teaches us so much in life and individual and team sports, you know. And that's why I like mountain biking, because I can do it with friends and I can do it by myself. And it takes me places and it teaches me to work hard and that nothing comes easily. (laughs) Nothing comes easily. You have to work for your views. You have to work for your descents you have to put in the hard yards first before you get to enjoy your hard work and mountain biking has taught me that and I love it sometimes I feel very self-conscious mountain biking because I a aren't super good and b I don't really look the part I'm bigger and so I'm not skinny and this is part of my um therapy and things that I'm working on with my body image uh, issues and my food and eating disorder that I have and so I don't because other things that I've started to dabble in is doing more hiking and I love hiking it's hard but I love it of course camping and backpacking and anything because that's what we did when we were growing up we camped because it was free and we were a poor family and we could camp at the beach and go to the beach like I talked about and that was free too I was brought up in nature I was brought up with beauty I was brought up with being outdoors and seeing beauty and that stuck with me and that's why I think mountain biking resonates with me so much as well as hiking and camping and things like that, anything in the outdoors. Drew also introduced me to climbing, climbing like a cliff face where they buckle you in and you do climbs, but somebody helps repel you. And I like climbing. I think climbing's really awesome. Again, I'm not, I'm just a beginner and so I'm not super good at it, but I really enjoy it. But again, the fact that I don't look like a climber and you know what I mean like I'm just me and so I have like that's where my body image issues come screaming at me when I go into a climbing gym or I go climbing with friends I mean I don't have this rock hard body and these tight arms and I I have to fight against feeling unworthy to be climbing and even considering being there with everybody because of how much bigger I am than other women that climb and I've talked to my therapist about this and stuff and obviously that's irrational and I need to work that out inside myself and stuff but I think 
that I really enjoy it. I think it's fun and we have like climbing cliffs just right over here that I love and I have climbing shoes and we have I have friends to go climbing with and my family loves it and I would like to do more of it. I just have to push through. I have to push through my body image issues when it comes to climbing, which is crazy, right? Like why should a certain body only be a climber, right? I love climbing and if you're climbing, that's the body that is climbing, so it's the right fit, right? And I don't know if anyone else out there struggles with not fitting in to a sport by looking a certain way, but that's what I struggle with sometimes. My girlfriend, again, Jo Becker, introduced me to paddleboarding as well. Love it. So much fun. And we have the river just over here, so I get to paddleboard with her sometimes. I would love to have a paddleboard for all of us. My little girl really gets into paddleboarding. She would love it, but they're expensive. So if any of you have a paddleboard that you want to get rid of, I'm your person. I am really, really grateful that we get to that I get to do sports. I'm grateful that I have a mountain bike. I don't spend much money on makeup. I don't spend much money on clothing. I hate shopping. I don't really care too much about clothes. I don't spend much in my house on decorations or anything like that. But my bike, that's what I spend money on. And my bike was a lot of money. It was like $3,000. But I sold my first bike, which helped pay for my second bike. And then I sold my second bike, which paid for like half of my third bike. And so, I don't know, just kind of goes like that, which is really good. So that's a lot of makeup. That's a lot of makeup, $1,500. It's a lot of makeup. It's a lot of decorations around the house, but I don't care. And we spend money on what we love, right? And I'm not out here dissing people that love makeup and doing their house and clothes and stuff. You do you. But for me, we all, I spend money on mountain bike and mountain biking gears. I'm really grateful that I'm privileged to be able to experience different kinds of sports. I'm grateful to be married to a husband who is into the outdoors. Part of the reason why I loved, fell in love with him is because he was into the outdoors and he was into, he played ice hockey, he climbed, he snowboarded, he wakeboarded, he camped, he hiked, he mountain biked and I knew that that was the person for me because he wasn't going to be sitting around doing nothing, even though if he's sitting around doing nothing, he's asleep. He's either doing something or he's asleep. And when I was getting to know him, I knew that that was the person for me because he would take me places and we would be able to go places together. And we have, that's what we've done. We mountain bike together. We've introduced it to our children. Our children love being outdoors. They love doing their thing. Like I said, my youngest daughter loves paddleboarding. My kids like climbing. We like to hike. We like to, some of us like to mountain bike together. We love to be able to do those things. The last thing that I've found in the last few years that I'll talk about and then I'll be finished is yoga. Yoga for me has been very empowering. Whenever I'm in yoga with the right teacher and I'm going to have him on my podcast, my most favorite teacher who's ruined me for every other teacher, his name is Buck. And when I went into his class, his classes spoke to me. And that's when yoga came, became real to me. And 
Yoga helps me to be able to stretch and feel good, but it helps me to be able to feel like I'm present and that I'm able to appreciate my body, who I am, where I'm at, and just be grateful and thank you, thankful. And that's what Buck's done for me and what yoga has done for me. I love yoga and I need to do it every day. I almost do, but some days I miss and... I know when I've done yoga, it helps me spiritually, it helps me mentally, and then it helps me physically. So one day my goal is to be a yoga instructor, but that is not going to happen anytime soon. Part of the fear of being a yoga instructor that I'm going to have to work out is that I don't, my body doesn't look like a yoga instructor body. And so I don't know. I'm sure when I become a yoga instructor, people will think whatever they want to think about that, you know. And maybe people won't think anything. Maybe that's just me. But I definitely do not have the body of what is typical of a yoga instructor. Are you seeing a theme here? This is why I'm in therapy, people. Because there's a theme. I have, like, low self-esteem when it comes to my body. But I'm doing a lot better. If it was just about moving and movement and being involved in sports and exercise, my body would be amazing. But it's not about that, is it, guys? It's about food, which I'm doing amazing with. It's about stress levels. It's about genetics. It's about how we're doing and a lot more things than just that. So this is my short and sweet. Look at this. It's only like half an hour. Check me out. Not talking for too long. This is my short and sweet episode about sports and what they've meant to me and the different uh, things that I've played. I'm grateful that I've had sports, like I've said, and I'm grateful for the various different kind of sports that people have introduced me to and for my love right now of the sports that I'm doing. And I'm looking forward to learning even more things and continuing to be with friends in all of these sports that I'm doing and I hope I can stay active for the rest of my life. I've been active for my whole life and I don't see that changing and I'm grateful for what sports has introduced me to, what it's taught me, what I've seen and the continual lessons that I get to learn from it. So I'm grateful that you've been here with me and look forward to episode 12. I'm looking forward to the guest that we're having. She's pretty amazing and I'm excited for you to be able to hear her story. I hope that you found some something to connect with with me on this episode. I'm so grateful for your support and for you always listening and being here with me. I have about roughly 100 people that listen and I just am so elated that you're here with me listening and letting this lady talk and tell her stories as well as bringing in other people and listening to their stories too. So until next time, ka kite anō, aui a koutou.